1: Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey.
2: And I'm Mike Templeton.
1: And this week we're going to be covering episodes twenty-eight and twenty-nine and thirty of season three from the nineteen eighty-seven cartoon.
2: No, we're back.
1: <laughs> we're back. So that's <laughs> Beware the Lotus, Blast from the Past, and Leatherhead: Terror of the Swamp.
2: Oh my god! Was it weird for anybody else getting back into this?
1: Yeah, it was. I'm not going to lie, it was it was rough for me. But like, especially since one of these episodes. I mean, I'll. I'll I mean, back you had,
2: yeah, you back. had the rough one.
1: <laughs> but one of these episodes is a recap episode, and like, yeah,
2: yeah, I, it, this was. <laughs> I just like, add, what was it, like the past like month and a half we've been doing Mirage, and then we capped that off with Last Rona number four, and like, the, just the emotional whiplash of going from that to this. Like plus, yeah. I even like went back and was reading like normal IDW, and so like to jump back into eighty seven was just
0: whoo boy. And these were not like great episodes to jump back on either. Yeah, there there was a there was an outlier. There was one that I thought was way better than the other two.
1: But oh yeah. They were not uh, great episodes altogether. So it was the recap episode, wasn't it? You're a big oh. recap episode fan, right? I, you know <laughs> yeah. what
2: I'm glad there was a recap episode because I had forgotten everything that happened on oh, the show.
1: Hey, you know,
0: so I'm doing the recap of this episode, and the way I read the way I like summarize it, the way I type my notes is I watch until the commercial break and then I type what I remember, and I watch till the next commercial break and I type what I remember, and then I watch the end credits, and I type what I remember, and that's how I do my my summary is week to week. The, the episode I'm doing, the entire second act was a recap. I had to type
1: nothing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it gets, oh man. It just seems like lately I've just been stuck watching recap episodes. Like I've been watching my hero with my wife, my hero academia. And I think it's like the first episode of like season four is a recap episode. Oh yeah. And you know, so we, I, we, I had to sit through that. And then I was I've also been watching the 2003 series again. And I got to the recap episode in that one that's like in the middle of season two. And like I watched Tales of Leo. Episode. Yeah, no, I don't think it's Tales of Leo. It's it's called something else. It's like called like remembering or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Not even, not even trying to cover up the fact that it's a clip show. <laughs> yeah, like I, I I get I get why recap episodes are like necessary when you have like something that that has been, you know, it's been airing for like a while and you have like a a long break from it. Like in the case of my hero, you know, it's been, you're watching one episode that comes out every week, you know, with like the 2003 series and even with the 87 series, it's probably been like, you know, a few years since those first episodes premiered. But at the same time, as somebody's watching it all through right now, it's like, I know this story. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's kind, kind of a lost art anymore because like
0: everything's on streaming you, you you don't have the the break from the first episode. yeah,
1: is not nearly as long as it was back then. but yeah either way, all three of those recap episodes I've watched in the past couple of weeks are an hour and a half of my life I can't get back. so
2: <laughs> well, I think uh I think we should tell a story about it and just recap all these episodes for everybody yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who hasn't seen them.
1: Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. All right, I got the first episode here. Number 28, Beware the Lotus. So this episode was written by Doug Molitor. Molitor! Molitor!
2: It opens. That was unrehearsed. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean how can you not say it like he's not? I mean, I mean, yeah,
2: you can't you can't (laughs) not say it in like a super villain kind of way.
1: Right. Yeah. It's impossible. It's an amazing last name. I'm jealous of it. You know, mine's mine's tune. You know, instead of have people being like, oh, like the looney tunes. (laughs) You know. Sad (laughs) trombone music. (laughs) Don't name your kid (laughs)
2: Carr.
1: You no know, people being like, don't name your kid Car. Cartoon. <laughs> and it's just like, who would name their kid Car, even if your last name isn't Toon? <laughs> well, you,
0: you name him Carson, and then all the the people on the baseball team just call him Car, and then eventually he's Cartoon. Oh, there you go. There
1: you go. That's, that's how I guess it would have to happen.
2: It's a very specific circumstance to happen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, I don't like the name Carson anyway. If you're out there and you're named Carson, like, that's totally cool and it sounds great. Don't worry about it. But I would never name my child that. It's totally don't. cool, but don't yeah. follow us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Your name's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, story opens in Channel 6 News. Uh, and Bern decides that uh, he wants to do a romance special to try and get more viewers Meanwhile, Craig hires a ninja assassin named Lotus to take out the turtles. She proves that she's great by defeating Shredder, Bebop and Rocksteady in a fight which is, you know, I mean she's real special. During April's romance broadcast that's been going on now, uh, a scent analyzer is stolen and a Lotus is left behind because she's doing an interview at a flower shop and they have a special scent analyzer there like all flower shops do. And the, then, after that, Lotus goes and kidnaps a marine biologist and steals his notes and then leaves a the Lotus. She now puts her plan into action. Lotus programs the scent analyzer to seek out the turtles by taking the genetic code the, from the notes in uh, the marine biologist's diary thing, his, his, his notes, and then putting them in the scent analyzer. She now is able to use the scent analyzer to track down where the turtle's lair is because it will lead her to them. So meanwhile, the turtles are trying to figure out what these lotus flowers mean that have been left at these different uh, crimes. And Splinter tells the tale of Lotus, a ninja girl that got really, really good at ninja ninjutsu and uh, beat people. And that's when Lotus storms in and fights them. The turtles defeat the foot soldiers, but Splinter is kidnapped. Lotus gets in the way when they try to chase after and get Splinter, and Leo is smitten with her, like not smitten by her, like she doesn't hit him, like he's in love with her. Lotus wins with a dirty trick after surrendering and escapes. Shredder figures out where Lotus is hiding and decides to tip off the turtles. Uh, He does this by showing up where April's reporting at an Aqualand and causing a huge scene and massive destruction. And then when the turtle shows up, he runs all the way back to where Lotus is hiding out. And the turtles then uh, find her. Crane sees them out the window and immediately shows that he has splinter and threatens to throw him out the window if the turtles don't drop their weapons. They comply, but only to buy time for Leo to sneak in the back. Leo runs into Lotus when he gets inside the building, and she tries to convince him to join her while they fight. Leo refuses because she won't let Splinter go. Shredder uh, then, after Lotus runs off and goes back to Krang, Shredder swoops in and, uh, with Leo and accuses Lotus of betraying Krang, saying that uh, she's actually working with the Turtles. Everyone starts fighting. Splinter breaks free. They defeat the Foot, and they run off. The turtles then try to convince Lotus to join them, but she refuses because being good doesn't make a whole lot of money. And then she leaves. While they're back at the lair, Leo longs for his new love. Uh, When a random pizza delivery boy shows up and gives them a pizza with a Lotus on it and then leaves, they note that it's uh, strange. And uh, after he leaves and gets out of the sewers, we see that the boy is actually Lotus, if it wasn't already obvious. And we see that she reciprocates Leo's star-crossed romance. The end. Bold, bold storytelling. I know, right? It brought a tear to my eyes. Yeah. uh... Those poor star-crossed lovers. If it wasn't bad enough that they're a human and a ninja turtle, they are also an assassin for hire and a heroic ninja turtle. Surprised that Lotus was able to even deliver a pizza to them because
0: I do you remember that episode where like they almost killed April while she was walking in on them? Yeah. But it just she just comes and goes, no problem. Yeah, Anyways. no, it's it's definitely one of my uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh I got the next episode. This is Blast from the Past, season three, episode 29, originally aired November 2nd, 1989, written by David Wise. So Shredder's got a plan to turn Bebop and Rock into super ninjas. He's got a scroll, and he's going to go to the Asian Cultural Center to train them. Luckily, April O'Neill just happens to be doing a story on a burial urn that's being housed at the Asian Cultural Center, containing Shibano sama the founder of the Foot Clan. Shredder hears the, or I'm sorry, Splinter hears the news and leads the turtles to the Cultural Center. On the way, he explains that when Shredder assumed control of the Foot Clan, he stole from Splinter some ancient scrolls that, combined with Shibano samas presence, will give Shredder great powers. As they enter the Cultural Center, the good guys are ambushed by Shredder, who knocks him out with some secret potion. The knockout gives Splinter amnesia. Raphael stays behind to fend off the bad guys while the rest of the gang heads back to the hideout to try and help Splinter regain his memories through the ancient art of the clip show. Meanwhile, Shibano Osama makes Bebop and Rocksteady into super ninjas who attack Raphael. Now, the Turtles, they narrate most of season one to Splinter. Uh, Leo's hoping that this will restore his memory so that Splinter can perform the Curly Maneuver, a secret technique known only to the true leader of the Foot Clan. Splinter does come to and performs the Curly Maneuver on Shredder. It's, it's exactly what it sounds like. He does an impression of the Three Stooges. It's hilarious. Uh, since Shredder's been proven as an imposter, Bebop and Rocksteady are stripped of their ninja powers, and they all retreat. The good guys go home and Shibano Shibano Sama tells him to save the last slice of pizza for him. The end.
2: Oof. Big oof on that episode. (laughs) And now we come to what I guarantee is the best of this trilogy of episodes. Episode, Episode 30 of season three, Leatherhead Terror of the Swamp, a Michael Reeves joint. Uh, original air date was november 3rd 1989 raf is momentarily frightened by the other turtles who sneak up on him while he's looking at an old photo album as leo flips through it he sees a picture of their old friends the punk frogs cut to a swamp in florida where a gator hunter and his son are searching for the legendary alligator leatherhead the biggest gator that ever got born Leatherhead attacks the two and successfully drives them from his swamp. But as he crawls onto the shore, he begins to mutate into a mutated gator. (laughs) Leatherhead chases down the punk frogs then, easily defeating them, uh, where he makes them his slaves. While uh, Leatherhead is sleeping, Rasputin calls the turtles for help. When the turtles get the phone call, or the comma... (laughs) When the turtles get the phone call, uh, they respond that, oh, where are they going to stay when they get down to Florida? Well, luckily, April and Irma just happen to be on vacation down there. Meanwhile, back in the Technodrome, Krang sees Leatherhead on his new GPS monitor and is just impressed by his size and strength, noting that if he's already defeated the Punk Frogs, he can use him to defeat the Turtles and sh- sends Shredder Krang and Rocksteady or and send <laughs> Shredder, Bebop and Rocksteady to go uh, capture Leatherhead and convince them to work on their side. As the Turtles arrive in Florida, uh, they pick up April, who smells a story and goes off with them. Uh, she, they're immediately captured by Leatherhead in one of his nets. The frogs then jump out of nowhere to cut them down, which they use, uh, sorry, I read too fast and I had a brain fart. (laughs) As soon as they arrive in uh, the swamp with April, the turtles are captured by one of Leatherhead's nets. But one of the frogs cuts them down, which allows them to pin Leatherhead down and then hoist him into a tree. Donatello concludes that he was probably mutated by some of the leftover mutagen from when the frogs were originally mutated. Meanwhile, Shredder, Rocksteady, and Bebop back in the swamp immediately arrange a hive of bees. They spot the turtles as they're running away. The frogs and a tied-up Leatherhead begin tracking them through the swamp. Leatherhead successfully tricks the turtles into walking in quicksand, but then he's pulled up. Uh, but is pulled up head first by them. Shredder and his mutants rescue Leatherhead and leave the others to die in the quicksand. Fortunately, Napoleon uses his bullwhip to drag them out of the quicksand. As they clean themselves off, Michelangelo spots a beautiful little pond and leaps in, which causes him to start glowing. Donatello suspects that it must have some diluted mutagen in it, but the effect only seems to be Michelangelo experiencing a massive energy boost donatello then jumps in to have the to further test this theory and he concludes that it's the leftover mutagen has turned the spring into a kind of modern fountain of youth april wants to jump in to knock some of the wrinkles off of her face but donatello tells her we don't know what's going to happen if you do it as a human and april's sad that she can't get rid of those wrinkles Shredder sees the spring and tries to take a drink from it, but Leatherhead interrupts him, declaring it be full of voodoo magic. When it's actually just full of mutagen, Shredder starts thinking of how to transport it back to Krang. Shredder and the three mutants show up and begin fighting. During the battle, Shredder falls into the Fountain of Youth and dramatically deages into a tiny baby. Donatello then accidentally breaks a local dam, which floods the area, washing Bebop, Rocksteady, Krang, down the the module hole. Leatherhead leaves, vowing revenge. On the Technodrome, Shredder begs Crang to help him and screams threats to Bebop and Rocksteady, but they all just laugh at this little baby man yelling at him. As the frogs and turtles say their goodbyes, Michelangelo gets caught in one of Leatherhead's leftover snares. The end.
0: Riveting absolutely riveting I,
2: I guarantee that was the best episode I guarantee
0: oh just i uh, just by name alone like just read those titles but where the lotus yeah that's that's okay but flowers aren't that deadly blast from the past like we know that's a kid's show right uh leatherhead terror of the swamp i'd watch that movie
2: yeah that, that's <laughs> it's pretty good it's pretty yeah. good <laughs> i made a goof i said bebop rock city and krang went down the module hole it was bebop rock city and... Shredder, obviously
0: krang's very hands-off
2: yeah as he usually is
0: and strange because he's got a giant android body you'd think i i don't know i'm not a warlord but if i had a giant android body i would be beating people up left and right all the time
2: at least more often than krang does
1: (laughs) right you know like every once in a while i would you know go to the line at you know, a restaurant or something and just clear everyone out of the way and just
2: shove them right out of the way. Yep.
1: You know, yeah. like date night, Friday night when everyone's just packed in all the restaurants and you can't get anywhere. That'd be the way to get somewhere, right? <laughs> yep. Right.
2: That'd be the way to do it. All right. Well, shall we move into the second time around? let yeah. Let's Yeah. Hey, nice junk.
1: So this is the first time I've seen this episode with Lotus. Beware the Lotus
2: uh same I, I i i can't even say like i even really knew about lotus beforehand like i kind of did but only really recently that i've known about lotus
0: yeah i, I think i really only know her from the uh what's that game um, uh
2: mutant for- madness
0: uh, well that but Rescue Palooza I think she's a character in that too. oh
2: that's right yeah she's in, she's in Rescue Palooza too I looked her
0: up on TMNTpedia she's only in two episodes she's in Beware the Lotus and Farewell Lotus so she's not a very major character at all it's,
2: it's just weird because it's like I, and I've, I've heard people say that like oh she's based on Karai like there is nothing Karai about this about well, Lotus
1: not only that but Karai didn't even exist yet Right, this is November of eighty nine. Yeah, that's right. We went in. back
2: in time, so like Karai he, appeared in January ninety four. Yeah, yeah.
1: So she's like four years older. So did she? Maybe I don't think she inspired Karai, but you know, outside no, of like I, female I, I ninja, she. there's really no. I mean,
2: like, there's nothing similar yeah. between the two.
0: The so only this is a mercenary. Karai is the leader
1: of the Foot Clan. Like, yeah. there's nothing besides female ninja. Yeah, the the only thing that does feel inspired by Lotus about Karai is in the 2012 series, there's that whole weird romantic tension between Leo and Karai for like especially when she first shows up. That's right. I always forget that's a thing. But yeah, yeah, you're
2: right. Well, I mean, they also do that in uh 2012.
1: That's what I was saying in the 2012 series.
2: Oh, I don't know why I heard you say
1: 2003. Oh, um, <clears throat> I yeah. two thousand and three, maybe when I go back and edit this I'll uh <laughs> this, you had a, one or the other stuff. of you out <laughs> yeah uh
2: so I'm gonna save it for my anchovy, but uh, yeah, I didn't like lotus yeah, It's like she uh, yeah it it's it's interesting that like krang hired and like just went out and hired another ninja
0: yeah that's kind of weird
2: and i can't i can't remember if it's actually in this episode or in blast from the past when krang's like i don't want to work with like ninjas anymore the next planet i decide to take over i'm gonna hire an accountant (laughs) I, i i can't remember if it was this one or blast from the past or blast from the past and like i don't know it was just weird It must have been Blast from the
0: Past because the only thing I've written for Blast from the Past is that Townsend Coleman was crying. I remember him saying it in that like crazy high pitched squeaky voice. Yeah. Mm Oh, that's all. Other than
2: that, like yeah, like Blast from the Past or uh, Beware the Lotus, like it's it's just it's an unremarkable episode.
0: Yeah, the only thing I had was I don't think Karai is inspired by Lotus. That's the only note I have written down. Yeah. And then yeah, Blast from the Past, like I said, Townsend Coleman steps in as Krang, which is especially strange because in flashbacks they still use Pat Fraley's voice. So uh, it was very noticeable.
2: It was nice to see like the only good thing I liked about (laughs) from Blast from the Past was how much of like the first couple episodes, all the Toei animated episodes from season one. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, other than that, like it's it's weird that we like we're in the middle of season three and we got our clip show. Mm. Like this is we're right in the middle of
1: Turtle Mania. Which might be why maybe they were just like, Oh man, you have all these kids that have joined in, and you know, they definitely don't all already own these five episodes on a video cassette. So <laughs> uh, it was three video cassettes, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh Anyway, I, I think it's funny, but yeah, like they, I, I get why you need a recap episode, especially when they're airing, you know, over the course of however many years and it's been however long since they've aired. I remember,
2: season season three only airs over two months from October 19th, to 89 to December 22nd, 89.
1: Yeah. But it's two
0: years from the premiere, which was eighty seven
2: but like the end of 87 so it's really a little over a year
0: yeah
2: and it's just it these episodes are coming out at such a rapid pace that like even like going back to the original episode like doing a flashback of that like it's not like you're really learning anything you didn't already get if you just watched any other episode in this series
1: right yeah i mean the the plot is is kind of pretty straightforward. <laughs> well, and like I
2: said, like you're not learning anything.
0: Yeah, they repeat it like during every opening credits. Like the whole theme song is all you need. Exactly. That's it's one of the greatest theme songs ever because it gives you the main characters, their temperament, and the main conflict of the show. You can jump in at any point.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I did I did think it was kind of funny, or not even not even kind of funny. I was just more kind of like. That like I instinctively knew that didn't happen when Leo's uh, describing the flashbacks to to Splinter and he says uh, you called yourself Splinter and I was like no Splinter distinctly says that the turtles named him Splinter for obvious reasons for obvious reasons and and that was actually what was funny was like Leo is it's like they were kind of like reusing the script from that episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because like leo is saying almost the exact same things that splinter says it almost the same kind of vocal like cadence pattern
1: yeah yeah the the only other thing though that did they retcon hamato yoshi being the leader of the foot clan though
2: okay so yeah so i that think that was, so that was a, that was another thing too i was like i i remember him like he was supposed to get a promotion mm-hmm. in that episode like was uh, he? I, I don't even remember I the, thought, that. I thought that was why they said this the Sensei was um was visiting. Oh,
0: okay. I I, I, I always thought the sensei was one. just visiting and, and that's when he got kicked. You out.
2: could be right too, but like I don't know why, like I thought I remember like that. But yeah, like this is the first time that we actually like for sure hear that Splinter is the leader of the foot clan, and it's like we're, t- we're three, se- three and a half seasons in, and you're just kind of now going back to that well.
1: Yeah. And
2: like reminding <laughs> people that, yes, yeah, Splinter was in the Foot Clan.
0: Well, going back to and digging it for the first time. Like, we, we didn't know that he was the leader of the Foot Clan up until now. Yeah, yeah exactly. This, like, yeah. And at this point, like, the Foot Clan's all robots,
1: right? Yeah. I guess there's no ninjas uh, as far as I yeah. can tell. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's the thing is, that, like, we. <laughs>
2: like we know we know shredder like changed the foot clan but like did he get rid of
1: all the humans and
2: it's like yeah i I don't know it's it's a lot to think about
1: (laughs) yeah the other thing is like it's weird to to see like bebop and rock city be threats again in the flashback like now they're just like such a joke and like so worthless that they just never do anything yeah. But like when it goes back in the flashbacks, you actually see them like shooting off guns, they've like are holding people by their necks and like shaking them around. Yeah. You know, they're they're actually being like threats. It was just weird. It was just like a thing where I was just like, "Whoa. Yeah. I forgot that that was ever part of their character." Bebop lifts a car and throws it with like good accuracy. <laughs> yeah. Like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, and it's so weird after being, you know, we're now two and a half seasons in halfway through season three, which is a very large season, you know? And so I'm so used to them just kind of being really dumb, really worthless. They get beaten easily. There's no point to them really even being there other than some sort of comedic relief, Mm -hmm. except for the fact that shredder and Kring are also already kind of comedic relief anyway. Yeah. But (laughs) And so, like, it was just weird to suddenly see them, like, be a threat again. And also just to see, like, how it actually was more violent as well in those first five episodes. Like, it was almost kind of jarring because it's really stepped away from that uh, in the rest of these in these episodes as well. Um, another thing is that, uh, that is because a couple, there's one other thing that got me thinking when I was watching these recaps. And why does Krang's body need to be, like, electrocuted with him in it for him to use it? Like, he goes in and out of it all the time and, like. yeah. I, that,
2: that and that yeah. <laughs> was like one of those things. Like, I don't think they fully understood or understood what they were doing, or mm-hmm. I don't know. Here's your like head. They can. they wanted to go hard for that Frankenstein moment.
0: Yeah, that, uh, that's what it really is. But here, here's a little headcan for you. So when Shredder picks up Krang, he says, "You may experience some disorientation when you wake up." So that initial shock is Krang's brainwaves synchronizing with robot circuits. Then after you, that, he doesn't need to do that anymore because it's already synchronized. Go. There you go. There it is. That's really? my head cannon too. Explanation. Uh, if anybody out there is looking for someone to
1: write Ninja Turtles cartoons, hit me up. <laughs> I'm in too, man. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll take a miniseries for the IDW series. Just let me write like yeah. series about Angel and uh, Angel and Harold together. There you go. Yeah, you know Little there buddy.
2: hasn't been a miniseries about those two yet,
1: and has not would be. Yeah. Just put that out there.
2: Yeah. Hey, Tom, come on, Tom,
1: buddy. First film right. viral, put that out there. And All right. The nanobots and then we eventually get her memory reset and become nano. And you see what I going mean? You see? No, our... no, nope,
2: nope. you, you lost me. You lost
1: me. You don't have to too. pitch to us, man. You lost me. You had me, you had me, <laughs> and then you lost me. Like like viral can totally kind of have like an Ultron thing going on and be mm-hmm. like out murdering people and she's got a like they're figuring out these murders and stuff and like trying to figure out who's killing people in alleys.
2: It's, you know, no nano.
0: It's all like, right, let's let's keep it let's, keep, right, it with it. let's leatherhead keep it we're on leatherhead now, yeah.
2: So yeah, so Leatherhead, uh it 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 it's just weird to me that yeah, like we're so far into the show and like And we finally got Leatherhead.
0: Yeah, it's kind of late. I mean, halfway through the third season. Although, weirdly enough, uh, the Archie comic that had him also came out in November of 89. So this is like one of the, I think it's one of the few times like a character appearance lines up between the comic and the cartoon.
2: Yeah, I think Leatherhead, I think Archie Leatherhead predates the show Leatherhead. I think that's his official first appearance. This version, sorry.
0: Yeah, so I think the cover date of the one with Leatherhead is also November of '89.
2: Also, wait, when I'm did saying. when did we when was the Mirage Leatherhead again?
0: Mirage was August of '88.
2: Okay, so yeah, so before this one, but yeah. so yeah, it's it's just weird, and it's like how many episodes is he? He's only in four episodes.
0: It's crazy to me how few episodes these characters are in like because i remember leatherhead he was in like every video game it seemed like when i was growing up
2: uh i think he's only in manhattan project
0: he's in uh it was in trolls in time he's on the on the train and he's in the hyperstone heist he's the first uh boss there um this episode also had greg berg back as don and you I think this and, was the first appearance of a new voice actor for Shredder, wasn't it? And
2: yeah, so I was going to bring that up. So Dorian Harwood is uh, Shredder in this episode, and it is noticeable.
1: Yes, very different voice.
2: Uh, yeah, just wow, just an entirely different voice. And it's like I know the name, uh, Dorian Harwood. Um, I, I couldn't picture it like and so like i looked into him and he he's played a lot of uh voices and things and um a lot of live action acting and it, yeah it's it was just kind of weird like
0: ah
1: yeah noticeable difference definitely yeah and then question what is punk about the frogs like they're always called punk yeah. frogs but like What's punk about them? Yeah, like they, I don't know. yeah,
2: like there is <laughs> okay. nothing punk about the frogs. I
1: was wondering so, if maybe their clothes were maybe what punks wore, you know, in like the late '80s. You know, missed that phase of punk rock. You know, just never knew it
0: existed. They're like surfer punks, which is just surfers, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I noticed that in this episode they call them just the frogs a lot, and I wonder if like punk frogs was just added on later or something i don't know but. yeah
1: maybe it was to help some well, no,
2: i mean they were called the like because the first episode was like the invasion of the punk rock frogs or the invasion of the punk frogs oh <laughs> so like they've always been the punk frogs but like yeah like there's nothing punk about them
1: right yeah just curious okay i was wondering if there was an explanation for that but i wasn't like there is uh another interesting thing is that april says that she's 28 yep. i don't know if she's <laughs> said her age before has she uh
2: no i think we've talked about it before and we had to look up like how old she was yeah so but this uh, is like the sh- first time we actually see how or hear how old she
0: is so she's 28 in this show in the arcade games she was t- listed as 27 and then her toy listed her as a quote young 25 so
1: there you go all right that's all I had for this episode. Same.
2: Yeah, also same.
1: Alright, all right,
0: we eat a big batch of anchovies. Yeah,
2: let's get those anchovies out of the way. <laughs>
1: no anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call legend low.
2: So, off the bat, Lotus Blossom, I did not like... I love Renee Jacobs. I... Did not like that she played uh, Lotus.
1: Now the, the voice acting is awful for Lotus. It's
2: it's not only it's not only awesome, but or awful. Awesome. <laughs> it's not only awful. It's it comes off as very. I, I hate to say it. It comes off a little racisty. Oh, like yeah. it's very stereotypical, like white person doing Japanese or Asian voice
1: yeah like like don't get me wrong like i love the 2003 series right i've I've mentioned this before but like karai's voice actor in that actress like in that like not that great this is even worse (laughs) like yeah
2: like this is this is bad and also like shibano sama too i love rob paulson i love that man to death it's the same thing and it's like i get it these were different times but Yowza, it is yeah. it is not comfortable.
0: This is a hard episode to watch too, because it's it's such a misogynistic episode, anyway. That like throughout the whole thing, they're like, ah, a woman ninja? Like that's like the entire epitus of the episode. You know? Yeah. And they're constantly calling her Dame and Bimbo, and
1: it's yeah, it's tough to watch. Yep. Those those bad guys. But uh yeah, there's also a lot of awkward-looking frames in this one as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you know, those moments where, like, Leo's face is, like, totally, like, flat all of a sudden, and it's, like, smushed in while he's just talking to Lotus. You know, it's not like the scene where he gets, like, smashed into the wall, and they just do the squish effect. Like, he's just talking, and his face, for some reason, is just looks very smushed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, push-up in. Uh, I was also kind of upset that uh, we got a marine
0: biologist and it didn't turn out to be Ray Filet.
2: I thought that's where it was going.
0: Yeah, because his name like was even know- like Dr. Gills. I'm like, oh, like, i oh, it's going to be know- Ray
2: Fillet. No. And I know, like, I know the Ray in this show isn't Ray Filet. But mm-hmm. like I I since I haven't seen that episode where he comes in, I kind of thought this was that's where it was going. I was like, oh, we get Lotus and Ray in this one.
1: But nope. Yeah. And then, you know, there's also the whole thing where the foot totally find the lair. And oh, yeah. They don't, and the turtles don't move. The foot seems like, I guess, needs to find it again the next time, you know, because I, I imagine this is going to be the last time that uh, they find the lair and fight there. <laughs> but it's weird,
2: like how many times like they find the lair and it's like, not only do they like find the lair like krang has his tracker now that tracked the turtles all the way to florida in uh, leatherhead and it's like he doesn't use that to find their lair
0: yeah that's a good point yeah yeah i mean they've accidentally teleported bebop and rock study there like shredder just walked in that one time
2: yeah well remember he thought he was michelangelo
0: though. true but but again that means they have all of michelangelo's memories on a zip disc yeah and uh yeah
1: you know, and they also just, you know, and on top of that, they just let someone walk into their lair and deliver a pizza and walk off. Like yeah, like their <laughs> biggest concern was- is the tip.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was a, yeah, Lotus
1: first <laughs> pizza
2: at the end of the episode. That's right. And it's like <laughs> she just walked, she just walks
1: right in. Walks right in, says the pizza down, walks right out, and they're just like, that was weird. And that's it. <laughs> but like they yeah.
2: roll with it and they're like, that was weird. Okay, there's pizza.
1: Yeah. Strange. Anyway, it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, you know, just there's definitely not a whole lot of continuity here, I guess, is, is all it really is. Oh, no, no. Uh, in these episodes, I just found it funny. And I mean, the other thing, though, that I did notice is that uh, the scent analyzer shows up again in Turtles Forever. It's how they find the lair of the 2003 Turtles. Oh, is it really? I yeah, knew it looked familiar. Nose.
2: I knew it looked familiar, and I was like, Where have I seen it before? And you're right. Yeah, like it's from the uh, or it's from this episode, but the sin analyzer like shows up again. and that just goes to show how good Turtles Forever is and how accurate it is to portraying 87 Turtles. Yeah.
0: You recognize it because it looks so incredibly stupid. Well, it's, it's like got a big vacuum cleaner with a giant schnaws
1: on, on the end. Yeah. So it exists in the 87 series. So another one of those things that looked really dumb and kind of seemed dumb from the 87 series, but showed up in the 2003 yeah. series. And it actually was in the original series.
0: Hmm.
1: I also thought it was kind
0: of stupid that, like, okay, so the, the Lotus attacks those turtles in their lair with the Foot Clan. And then the Foot Clans get in the way. Three of the turtles run after her. And then Lotus stops Leonardo It's is like, no, you can't leave. It's like, well, just let three of them get away yeah like like you were so confident very effective at
2: (laughs) Uh, but speaking of letting other turtles get away oh like the plot contrivance to keep raf in like the asian-american center in blast from the past like it was so weirdly forced
0: and annoying well, yeah, because he's like, I'll stay back, and then Shabano Sama like shoots him with like a freeze ray or something. It seems like, but then like Raph just walks away later, out of the out of the ray. Like, was he just it Was he just like
1: pretending it worked?
2: Yeah, it's it's, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I, I, already, I already complained about filler, about uh, not filler episodes, but uh, clip shows. Yeah, clip shows. You know, episodes that they recap. I don't like them. They're kind of a thing in the past much like this episode. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean they they still do them when they need when they need to save budget but yeah like it's
1: yeah. It's one of those things where you're just like having to watch this story that you've already seen again and you're just sitting through it but you're just watching through like a more compressed and le- like not as good version of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know it, it's anyway It's like when I summarize episodes on this podcast, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I said it before, and and it was really noticeable
0: this episode, that the way Townsend Coleman does, or not Townsend Coleman, excuse me, uh, Cam Clark does Leonardo and Rocksteady's voices. Like, they're so different in the first season than they are now. Oh, yeah. So much less cartoony. You can really tell in this episode because you get both current cam clark and past yeah like
2: you like we've been saying like cam understands how campy this show got like after the first season because then there's like that one clip of like when splinter when shredders like joined the foot clan and then like leo's like and why would we want to do that yeah and it's like it's like super deep and badass and it's like that is not the leo that we see in this show anymore
0: yeah. Nowadays it'd be like, why would we want to do that? Guys, <laughs> why would we want to do nice. this? Come on, shredhead. Why would we do that? I shouldn't be a voice actor. <laughs> but
2: it's yeah, it's it's just so wildly different than what we're than what we get now. Like and like I said, like uh Rocksteady, every time he right before he starts saying, like, is like wow, And it's like he didn't really do that in that first episode he kind of like he kind of did but it wasn't it wasn't what he does now
1: yeah no like I said it was it was really jarring like watching those old original episodes with not only the current wackiness going on but also just having only watched the wacky stuff for the past you know 20 to 20 to 30 something episodes that we watched uh between there you know maybe even 40 it might be more than that but Yeah, what episode number are we on at this point?
2: Uh, Let's see. see. Leatherhead was episode number thirty.
0: So we're on episode forty-eight because there's five
1: in the first season and thirteen in the second season. Yeah, so yeah, around you know thirty to thirty to forty episodes of just kind of straight the more wacky cartooning. It's only gotten more so as it's gone along. So to have that and then suddenly just like go back to the first season and to see that again. (laughs) And now I really want to watch the first season again. Yeah. It did
2: make me want to watch that first season again. Yeah. Yep.
1: It's just really jarring though.
2: I'm going to I'm going to put them on my iPad as soon as we're done.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's the only thing I had written down for that episode. It definitely wasn't the only bad thing about that episode,
1: but <laughs> yeah, I mean I I don't like recap episodes, but that's like the whole episode, you know? So I just didn't like the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. really. it makes sense. <laughs> Uh, that's really the only anchovy i've got for it
2: all right well then for leatherhead i honestly didn't really have any anchovies for this one like other other than like how jarring it was for to hear dorian airwood's voice come out of shredder mm-hmm. uh i liked it it was it was a good episode i thought the animation was was pretty good in this one too like especially compared to like the last two episodes
0: yeah hmm. I gotta say I'm not a fan of baby shredder' I'm just kind of uh, I'm man.
2: not a fan of baby shredder either um, but speaking of shredder like in this episode like his skin tone turns orange
0: yeah. a lot yeah <laughs> I also think this is an answer of mine like so for so long Krang has been like shredder don't worry about the turtles we just need to worry about Getting the technodrome out of the center of the earth or back from Dimension X or yeah. wherever, wherever it happens to be now. In this episode, Crane's like, oh, we can use Leatherhead to finally get rid of the turtles. I'm like, what, what? why? Why mm-hmm. now? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: what made you change?
0: Yeah. And then again, like now he's suddenly got a tracker that he can track the turtles. Like, has he been able to do this the whole time? And he's just he's just that much of a jerk to Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I I gotta say, I don't like this version of Leatherhead like at all. I I'm, I'm- I like it,
2: and I also like that the name is Leatherhead. Um, I almost prefer, I would almost prefer that if the Mirage version of Leatherhead was a different character. Like these are two entirely different characters. Uh huh. Um, Mirage Leatherhead and like you know how he shows up in 2012 and 2000 uh 2003
0: oh yeah this is the outlier
2: like this is the outlier but i honestly really like this character and i would prefer this one being leatherhead and then like them renaming the other one
1: uh see i just i just don't like it it's it's one of those things where it's i don't know like i'm so used to leatherhead getting to actually kind of be like a more complex and kind of nuanced character uh, you know he kind of usually walks the line a little bit between like good and yeah. bad guy, depending on but, I,
2: but that's what i like about this one is that like he's and like he's he's a cool threat in the sense that like in in the way that bebop and rocksteady have not been as we remember in that last
1: episode <laughs> like yeah, he's just kind of like a basic like bully villain character i mean he
2: works. he is but he's so like strong and imposing and honestly this character design is really good is it like the Kate? Yeah, like a Cajun I like mutant
0: man.
1: Yeah, I, I guess it's great for the toy line. Like you know, nah, like this is that's of the yeah. toy line. To be honest, it's great for the toy line. It's great for the uh, video
0: games. It's it's great. <laughs> I really like. like it. Yeah, like
2: I, I'm not saying like I prefer him more than that one. Like I like them both. Mm-hmm. I would just, I don't want to like. You can't really compare the two because they are so different. Like all they share is the name. And like Leatherhead's normally an alligator, right? Or a
0: crocodile.
1: Uh, I think it's usually an alligator. I think it was a gator. Oh, yeah. okay.
0: But yeah, I mean it's like the difference between him and Mirage Leatherhead is similar to like the difference between Karai and Lotus. Like the only thing they really share is alligator. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I I think he's hilarious. I love the the weird, like the the overdone Cajun accent and uh the own tea. Well, and the alligator's—he's like wearing waiters and stuff. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. I love it's it.
2: Such, it's such—it's <laughs> such a good design, and like his crawfish clamps.
0: Yes. <laughs> how do you, how do you get the crawfish to do that?
2: It's crazy. He's so he's so imposing that they just listen to him. <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess it's just a taste thing. I just like I I yeah the Cajun accent I found kind of annoying and. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't grow up with it, you know. That's like yeah. I mean,
2: like the Cajun, the Cajun accent, like it's overdone. Like, of course it is, but it's—I don't know—it's fun.
1: So, yeah. I don't know. teach their own, you know. Yeah, no, I get do we- you guys know, again. it's okay that you like it. Yeah, but anyway, for me, it's just it was a miss personally. Yeah, I, I do think like the
0: other versions of Leatherhead. Uh, offer a better story, but this one's just so ridiculous. I can't help but love them, yeah, which is cool. And speaking of things I love, perhaps we should segue into our next segment. I "I love being a turtle. We should,
2: I love being a
0: turtle. So, beware the lotus. uh, mm,
2: All
1: right, I don't really got it, I don't really got anything when when splinter relates the story of lotus and then Donatello's is just like wow that was a great flashback sprinter splinter <laughs> yeah but it was a very lacking flashback <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels like it was kind of sarcastic and kind of anyway for me it was hilarious because it yeah. was kind of sarcastic to me that was like my, my only takeaway <laughs> one part i thought was hilarious was so like lotus
0: comes into the tantrum, she she totally whoops butt uh, beats up bebop rock study and shredder they're under like a oil slick or something that's draining on them and from out of nowhere she pulls out a pillow cuts it in half and tars and feathers them that <laughs> <it> was hilarious <laughs> the other part i liked was uh there's a part where like I-, I think it's krang makes them like surrender their weapons and he sends foot soldiers down to the turtle van and they're emptying like just this massive cache of weapons onto the street and there's just like bow staffs and commas like it it looks ridiculous the amount of weapons they have in this car, and they never use them. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was actually a pretty good gag. And that's so all. Should we I... move to *Blast from the Past* then? Yeah.
2: Other, other than like the kind of bits of Foot Clan lore, like, yeah, this was another one that was just kind of like, why?
1: Yeah, I guess thing is like the whole thing was a recap episode. You know, it was an like all clip show. I don't really like. Like it,
2: boys. yeah. Like it wasn't a uh, good. It wasn't a good clip show. Yeah. And
1: it, yeah, and it wasn't a good reason for a clip show either.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like sudden amnesia, but one thing I and did like, like.
2: And it's like the the flashback. Like I know this is love being a turtle, and we're still doing <laughs> anchovies on it. Like it's just it's just weird that that like that like telling them flashbacks of the first season is gonna jog Splinter's memory.
0: Strange, I did like when he did have his memory jogging and finally did the Curly maneuver. Yes. I thought it was kind of humorous. Him like kind of dancing in and doing uh, the next thing on. Yeah, on Shredder. it was yeah.
2: incredibly dumb, but it's like you know what? <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't hate yeah. it because it's just par for course for this show. Yeah,
0: yeah. I also, I really love bebop and Study and their uh, ninja outfits that they get. Yeah, look, that look. was kind of cool. They look adorable i i really think like anytime you put bebop and rock study in a different costume i will like it yeah if i've learned anything from being on this podcast that has been
1: true
2: yeah you know, you know what would have been cool would be cool if they bring the curly maneuver back into like idw or something
1: oh please yeah it, it was great in the 87 series no, no.
2: they've got they got to bring it back and it and it has to be like something that Leo, like they teach in the Splinter Clan dojo or something.
1: Oh, that also, should have been in
2: Secret History of the Foot Clan.
1: Nah, that, that's one of those things. that's like for the eighty-seven series, maybe that, <laughs> that Rise, and it would have been fine. But oh,
2: no, yeah. no, 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 it it wouldn't totally. It wouldn't have fit in Rise. It's got to be an IDW.
0: I really, I had to go back because it's called the the Sato Oshi Strike in the Batman yeah. versus Ninja Turtles, and I was like. Wait a minute. Was it the curly strike? Because that'd be an awesome reference, but uh, no, it was not. It
2: was the Sato Yeah. I, I I
0: have to say too, uh, going back to those ninja outfits, I did crack up at the part where Bebop like throws a ninja star and cuts the bell off the roof, and it falls on him. It just <laughs> yeah. totally, it totally took me by surprise, and I don't know why, because they do that kind of stuff all the time. But it was hilarious. <laughs> That's all I got for the Past. Yeah, me too.
2: All right, well then, Leatherhead. It was just it was a good episode all around. Like it was, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I like Leatherhead. I really like how they kind of tied his story in with the Punk Frogs. So I like the Punk Frogs too. So worked for me.
2: And everyone who had a crush on her got to see April in a bikini.
0: Finally. I mean, not that I was counting down. Yeah,
2: not that I was. No, no, no. know it was that i mean it was overall it was just a fun episode like every you could tell everybody was was having fun and
0: yeah even there's a good line i think it's is it Genghis that has the axe i i can't keep track of them but like all the all the frogs are doing stuff and the turtles finally get caught and Genghis is like well i guess it's my turn to do something you know like <laughs> his axe.
2: and it's like yeah like the pump frogs are like they're super like they're funny
0: I like him. I like him a lot. There's also there's a hilarious bit of animation in this episode where Rasputin is supposed to be shooting an arrow that releases a net onto Leatherhead. And I don't know if you guys caught this, but instead of that happening, what happens is Rasputin shoots the arrow, it flies through the air where a net then hovers up to it and falls
1: then onto Leatherhead. Did <laughs> you guys weird. catch that?
2: I think I blinked oh, and I missed it. I was...
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, it's, no, it's I, hilarious.
1: I I, got, I just kind of like shrugged my shoulders and was like, maybe I missed something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I was confused for a second. I was like, wait, what? I thought maybe like Leatherhead like threw the net up to like block the arrow, and then all of a sudden the the net was falling, and I was like, what? Mm. Okay. <laughs> no, it's just horrible, horrible animation. Uh, okay. It's a
0: it's a arrow with a net magnet or something. It's it's awful. <laughs> all right do you have anything you like about this episode spence
1: <laughs> i don't i I, uh, I wanted to find something to like and yeah yeah like like i said at the top like this was not a great run of episodes to come back in on. they weren't very strong yeah but the next three episodes that we do get of this the first one's going to be the usagi episode like a couple of them are going to be Usagi episodes, so we're going oh, to. Nice. Like we're finally,
2: we're finally at Usagi. Like, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have a Usagi celebration for the next uh, couple of days on the podcast because we're going to be covering. Well, we'll talk about it later. But we're going to be covering uh, just the Usagi comics from the Mirage era. What next week, and then uh, the the week after that, we'll have the Usagi episodes from this series. So nice, perfect.
0: I think. The way it times out, we'll get one Usagi episode, and then the next episode
1: we'll have another Usagi. Because I think there's an episode between the two Usagi episodes. There is. But since we do three episodes, I think we'll have all three of them in one. I'm not oh, sure. Okay. Cool. Maybe there's four, and like he's in the fourth one. I don't know. I can't quite remember. Awesome. Well, uh, if you're a fan of Usagi or Jimbo, you're in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe one day, if we like get ahead of, on our turtles content, and don't have something to to release, you know. We'll come with Usagi Yojimbo. I don't know. Now we're only halfway through the third season of this, and it's been a year. <laughs> <laughs> but comic books were already through Mirage Volume One. That's true. true. So yes, yeah, Darren yeah. arcs, but I'm excited. I like those uh, Usagi crossovers with uh, Ninja Turtles. They're all yeah, they're good. fun. Yeah, I love Stan Sakai's art. The dinosaurs are so cute. Right. All right. Should we hear you talk about some news real quick then?
2: I think so. This is April O'Neill of Channel 6. So speaking of uh, the Punk Frogs, uh, it was revealed that uh, coming up in IDW, it's going to be switching to the uh, Punk Frogs instead of Turtles.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, the, the title says Teenage Mutant Punk Frogs instead of Ninja Turtles. Yes, which I imagine is not going to be like you know all oh, the punk frogs take over the comic. It's it's a cover.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's just a cover and like at most it's going to be the story for that issue. But it's like everyone's freaking out, and it's like guys like it. It's comics like they're not the the turtles aren't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. it's just we're just now finally getting the introduction to the punk frogs,
1: which I really like their new designs and they look very punk you know they do uh, yeah these
2: ones actually do look like punk frogs absolutely
1: yeah they got
0: tattoos all over uh long tongues to attract flies just like mm-hmm. all the punks i know yeah yeah leather jackets and things yeah uh, there are seven of them on the cover and i'm, I'm just spitballing here so there's four original punk frogs it gives us three new ones uh there's also three battle toads i'll point out so uh if it turns out that those three new ones are rash it and pimple you can thank me
2: <laughs> oh you think so <laughs> you're just you're calling it now
0: calling it now all right that's your call so we man. know
2: who to make fun of yeah
0: uh if it's if it's true you owe me a coke and you can send that coke to uh to ninja turtle power Hour p.o box 3435 Lincoln nebraska six eight
2: no we'll do that somebody's <laughs> actually gonna do it
1: yeah <laughs> Sure you want to keep your address on the podcast? I can, uh... <laughs> It's a fake address. It's fine. <laughs> oh, address. Okay, cool. I wasn't paying close enough attention. Yeah, yeah. All right. And the other thing is the last Ronin. They have given a month for it. Not like a, a straight on date, but they have given the month of February for issue five of the last Ronin. So expect to see that sometime in that, sometime around that time. Sometime in April. Sometime in <laughs> Sometime in April, maybe even. <laughs> uh, oh, and other news. This is news about our podcast itself. The day after this episode releases, this podcast will be one years old.
2: Hey! Awesome. All right. That's hey. awesome, man.
1: Yeah, so it's pretty exciting. We've so happy
2: been- birthday to us. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's been, you know, we uh keith and i came on you know after thanksgiving so i mean spencer's speech you know is this is this podcast everything you wanted and more
1: yeah Yeah, i think it's what i wanted you know i just kind of wanted to to have people to talk about ninja turtles with especially ones of like you know different generation with different viewpoints and i've definitely gotten that here uh you know i mean you've already heard us disagree on our thoughts on leatherhead and other things uh and so yeah, like that's that's kind of what I really wanted, you know. Uh, was just to be able to have people to discuss it with and in person. Uh, you, mean,
2: you mean you can discuss Ninja Turtles in a in a professional way and a courteous way and not fight with anybody?
1: Yeah. <laughs> And that way you also just get to like, understand, you know, where people are coming from. You know, I think that, you know, having, having been around on the internet and talking with everyone, I feel like in talking with you guys, I feel like what makes you like a certain version of Ninja Turtles heavily depends on your expectations and everyone's expectations definitely get set by the first bit that they fell in love with, you know, whatever you were when you, you know, whatever it was when you were a kid that you watch, like that kind of develops like what you want and expect out of Turtles And so then depending on whatever you're reading or watching delivers on that is kind of determines how much you usually end up liking it or not. And there's granted, there's exceptions to the rule and things, but also, yeah, so it's just kind of definitely what you expect. If you expect something like extraordinary and absolutely amazing and, you know, Shakespearean levels of storytelling from, you know, from it, you read it and suddenly are surprised that it's not, uh, you know, you're not going to like it. You know, that's another form of expectations that can let you down and make you not like a series. But yeah, I feel like that's really what it is. And you can kind of talk to people and kind of understand them that way that, oh yeah, this guy grew up watching the 2003 series. So he's going to like it when things get a little bit more on the edgy side and we get to see a little bit more action and, and a little less, you know, not no comedy, but you know, a little less comedy like the 87 series was. Yeah. You know? I feel like that's kind of definitely what I've taken away as I've participated in, in conversation and things. Um, So, yeah. Like that said, if the two of you ever want to
0: fight, um, (laughs) uh, let's, let's meet up and and hash this out. Uh, There you go. um, We can do bare knuckles. We can do gloves, whatever, whatever you feel like. (laughs) And it's the closest octagon. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely i'll get in a fight over how much i think leatherhead sucks from the (laughs) '87s. oh we we don't even have to talk beforehand
0: i'm just like let's let's uh, assert some dominance here and figure out figure out who i can take and who i can't
2: (laughs) all right guys well here is to another year
0: am i the only one that made a cake
2: Uh, I think you are,
0: unfortunately. Okay. Well, I, you know, I have the
1: cake pan that's the Ninja Turtle face, so I figured it was a That's uh, true, you do. Yeah. The other thing we're coming up on in, uh, in two, episode, two more episodes is going to be episode 50. Oh, so, goodness. Awesome. Of this podcast? Of this podcast. Oh, my goodness.
2: Look at that. Wow.
1: We'll have 50 episodes out, which is pretty wild. Granted, that's not including our introduction episode. Technically, I guess.
2: That's episode that's episode zero.
1: Yeah, technically this episode, 49, would be 50. But the number, well, it's officially labeled 50. It's coming out in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, amazing, guys, though. I mean, there's 52
0: know, weeks in a year, so that means you've only missed two weeks in the last year. That's, if any of you incredible. have
2: uh, been around since the beginning, um you know, tell us your favorite Ninja Turtle memory. Yeah or just your favorite thing on the podcast, or tell us how dumb you think we are, because I can take it.
1: (laughs) Sometimes you thought that, you know, something we actually said was funny and entertaining and something you, you you know, thought was entertaining that we did.
2: That's the whole point of this, is
1: to entertain you.
2: And guys, you can do that by heading on over to your favorite social media app and messaging us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Ninja Turtle PH. You can also leave a review um, on wherever you're listening to this show. Uh, that helps everybody find the show. Lets us know what you think, and uh, feeds that algorithm god so that other people can find the show. Uh, but guys, yeah, we love you. Thanks for staying around for a year now. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, to here's to another year. Let's keep going.
0: Yeah. We gotta get to say, rise. You know, the the best way to tell us either we're great or we're terrible is with a five star review. That's
2: honestly. that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I definitely pay attention to five star reviews.
1: Right yeah yeah i yeah definitely is something i do on the regular is check those reviews (laughs) all right guys that's this week thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it until next time cowabunga dudes cowabunga Peace.
0: Are bees known to be in swamps? Uh, I didn't I don't bring know. that part up. But.
2: I don't know, but that just, I laughed out loud when I heard, <laughs> when I heard that line reading. I was like, that was so funny. <laughs> uh, what isn't funny is I downloaded uh, Mutant Madness again. Um, I haven't played it in months, uh, and apparently I don't have my old account anymore, so I lost yeah. all of my progress
1: yep same thing happened to me and after that like i, I redownloaded it because i saw they added savanti and renette and i was like i can get into this you know because i kind of like it mm. was like ah, eh, i'm done after a while a while back yeah there wasn't really any characters that i super cared about that were in there you know there was like casey and i had him but it's also just really slow progress and i don't know i got bored with it but yeah i got bored with it too but But uh, so I tried redownloading it, though, when I saw that they added Renette and Savanti. because I was like, oh, cool. You know, they're bringing other characters besides 87 ones. Yeah. And then everything was erased. And I was like, forget it. I'm done.
2: Yeah. And it's like I and so I looked into it. I'm like, I can't recover my old account. Because like I didn't link it with Congregate or whatever, the Mm -hmm. developer. And so like it's just gone. Yeah. I I had all the freaking progress on it.
1: I think I even linked mine with congregate and lost it, but I could be wrong.
2: Oh, see. Yeah, like if that happened, then
0: that sucks.
1: Yeah. That's why I was just like, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> I'm not messing with this anymore. Yeah. I know I had I had Irma in that game, but she was like super Irma.
0: I don't yeah. I don't know what episode that is from.
2: Well, now super Irma just comes for free. Oh, okay. I, I, Cause I'm playing through it right now and she's like, she's kind of like the tutorial like leader
0: yeah okay. that, that might be why i had her but uh, so it's I, like my
2: my current team is leo raff casey super irma and mona lisa
1: nice i think like one of the better characters i managed to get that was kind of on the more rare side did i manage to get tempestra i can't remember
2: i got tempestra.
1: like i got like toka
2: and um rocksteady and those were like my two tanks
0: mm-hmm yeah, I remember having study and Bebop and then... God, and I was good. just like,
2: I was just killing in freaking yeah. um, PvP.
1: When if you upgrade, like, Casey a lot, he's very much like a, like, almost like a Barbarian character. You know, he does a lot of damage, but he doesn't necessarily have, like, a lot of health. Yeah. But if you get him, like, behind a tank and, like, kind of have a tank there to take most of the damage for him, like, he can, he can do a lot of damage.
0: Like,
2: Raph is really good, too.
1: Mm-hmm. But, Yeah. At least with yeah.
0: Raph, it always seemed like he was in the middle of an animation instead of attacking someone. Yeah. <laughs> like he was like zipping across the screen. I'm like, you need to hit someone, bro. <laughs>
2: Baxter Baxter was always pretty good too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But definitely any this. character that has a stun ability, like. April, oh, April was great. Yeah. Yeah. Michelangelo was the same. He had a nice stun. Yeah. If you can get like a stun guy with a guy that does a lot of damage and a tank, like. I mean, that's pretty much everything, but you know, you got a pretty well-rounded team that can do pretty good.
2: And what's kind of cool is like they added a new mechanic where you can like you can point where the characters are gonna attack now. Like when they go to do their super. Oh, really? Like you drag it up and there's like a little there's like a little reticle that pops down on the floor. And it'll show you what enemies it's gonna hit. Okay. And so, like, that's really cool. I like that.
1: Yeah, it was definitely really frustrating when you'd, like, use the super or something, and then you'd, like, they'd go and use it, like, on a character that's already almost dead anyway. Yeah. Like that. Like, that was the most frustrating thing. <laughs> oh, see, I, I must have been really lazy because I just put it on, like, auto. And- oh, I usually put it on auto. Oh, yeah.
2: Okay. Like, if I if I didn't care, I was just doing it on auto.
1: Yeah, no, after, after the first few, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just leaving this on auto and putting it on fast forward. I'm not bothering with uh, doing all the the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's
2: see, Oof, this foot soldier's kicking my ass.
1: <laughs> I to uh, download
0: that real quick. Legion's madness.
2: Like the animation is still the same. Like it hasn't really been cleaned up at all. But yeah, man. Like, and I had like everything in the lair unlocked already.
1: Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm out on it. I after losing all that progress, I just can't bring myself to start all over again (laughs) because I got pretty dedicated to it for a little bit.
2: Yes, and like I was logging in every day, like giving it like twenty minutes, and
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing it like on breaks at work and stuff. I read comics instead.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like I'm having, like I said, like I'm having a ball reading IDW again. Mm -hmm. Like. I'm just having so much fun doing
1: it. Yeah, like reading IDW. Like, it's it's one of those things. That, like, if I'm ever getting sick of like people on the internet just like only only posting criticism for everything, and like that's all they <laughs> want to say. Like, oh man, I hate this so much. And it's kind of like, dude. Like, then why? You know, I don't know. Why say it? Uh, you know, it's one thing if someone like asks, like, hey, what are your thoughts on this? To me, it's one thing if someone's like, hey, what are what are your thoughts on this? Did you like this? You know, if someone asks, then you can go ahead and be like, oh, yeah, I didn't like it that much. Uh, but when you're just, like, just straight up posting, and like, granted, I've done it before. I used to bait, there, you know, every once in a while with things, but now I definitely don't. Like, it's Oh, I,
2: de- I definitely don't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't do it anymore because it's, I don't know, I, I, I kind of like just trying to project more positivity out there. You know, if someone, I don't know. To me, like, I'm just going to post stuff that I love about whatever parts of Ninja Turtles I love. But anyway, if I ever get exhausted, though, of just so much, you know, people just wanting to say how much they don't like things, I can just read the IDW series and I'm just like, ah, yes, this is why I love this thing. Yeah. Now, this is why I love Ninja Turtles.
0: So next week, who wants to do what? How are we going to split this, uh, Usagi
1: stuff up? Oh, that's a good question. I've only read, because it's in that, it's in that turtle soup comic you sent me, the first crossover. Uh so I read that one. I haven't read the second one or the third one. <laughs> let me let me grab my book real quick. I forget how many there are. Uh which book digitally is it in? There's just like an Usagi Ninja Turtles like compilation book. Uh so it's got the three that are the Mirage, and then it's got the IDW one that is the the fourth one. We won't be reading that one. We'll just be reading the the first
2: three uh let me see is it i'll
1: have to buy that one digitally
2: as i say it's probably not on comiXology is it
1: it's definitely on the the idw app not my favorite way to read comics but if you got an ipad it's probably not gonna be bad at all it's gonna um on a phone it's not yeah it's not great they don't have like the panel to panel view or anything like that uh and they might have also altered it a little bit. I was just actually uh, watching a panel. Oh, I guess that is news is the New York comic-con is this week, but it's going to already be passed by the time this episode comes yeah. out.
2: Yeah. I haven't seen any turtles news yet. So.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen anything for them either, but they did, they did have like a, uh, the state of IDW video they posted. They talked a little bit about turtles. Uh, didn't cover anything beyond what we talked about here. Um,
2: Oh, this is cool! Usagi Jimbo Color Classics. Those are all um, on unlimited.
1: Oh, there we go. Is it? Oh, is it just Usagi?
2: It's just Usagi though.
1: Cool. I mean, like that. That's still really cool. I'd read that. Yeah.
0: Good books. All right, so there are. uh, There's three short stories: Turtle Soup and Rabbit's Stew. The Crossing, and The Treaty. And there's a three-parter, Shades of Green. Mm -hmm. And there's Nazamu, which is the IDW crossover. Yeah.
1: So we won't do the IDW crossover, but we can do the... So there's three short stories and then the three-parter, Shades of Green? Yes. Okay. So we can probably just have one person do the short stories... And then for their summary, I guess, and then, because the short stories are like super, super quick. Yeah, they're eight to ten pages, I think. Each. Yeah. How do we want to do this?
2: I'm just trying to find the comic first.
1: What's the name of the book, Keith?
0: Um, I have Usagi Yojimbo, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Complete Collection. What
2: yeah, on the one? IDW app, it's I think it's only the, yeah, it's the new one. The new IDW one, not the Mirage one.
1: Oh, they don't have the Mirage one? Oh, no. shoot. This might be harder to find than I thought then. Um, let me, it's not at all on Comixology?
0: Uh, no. Can you that look is for really... uh, Is Usagi uh, Ojimbo Volume 2 on Comixology?
2: 126 books. There's classic Usagi. Only so volume one up to issue twelve is on there. Uh Sagi Jimbo collected editions. They start at eight. Up oh, there it is. Isagi Jimbo Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles complete collection that is on there.
1: Oh, it is. It's on Comixology?
2: It is on Comixology.
1: Okay, cool.
2: Uh, da, 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 da. This
0: cover? The weird serpent thing. Hang on, sorry, I don't have the camera up. Oh,
1: sorry. I thought I'd seen it around. Uh, yes. That's
2: that's the one on Comixology.
1: Graphic Novels, the complete collection. Yep, there it is. Also, it's published by Dark Horse, not IDW, so that's why it's not on the IDW. Oh, there we
0: go. I guess I could have looked at the spine and told you that. Sorry.
1: Oh, you're good. Cool, so we'll try and... I didn't realize that there were three short stories. I thought there was just two. I thought they were awesome stories, actually.
2: Uh, it's only 10 bucks for that.
1: Yeah. 11 oh, bucks. Yeah, it's way cheap. Um, for you know, Stan Sakai and award-winning, <laughs> and I mean, isagi like ojimbo is an award-winning comic book. I might add. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll we can have someone do the three short stories here we'll have someone do two short stories we'll have someone do a short story and the first issue of shades of green and then someone do the last two issues of shades of green does that work
2: uh sure yeah i can yeah. do that
1: cool
0: do you want to just go in order yeah we'll just do order
1: okay so i'll summarize summarize the two short stories
0: Girl super do the crossing. Gonna take treaty and shades of green one. Then Mikey got shades of green, two, and three.
2: Works for me.
1: Proceed to (laughs) checkout. Gotta buy it. 10 bucks man i spent 18 on this you got a physical edition though you know yeah that's worth something there i would would gladly pay 18 bucks for it again honestly like it's yeah it's really good it's a big thick thing the crossovers are always super fun Mm -hmm. extra thick
0: there's a lot of pinups and stuff in the back too from stan sakai
1: it's good All right, guys, I better get going. Samesies.
2: Yeah, I got to figure out my toy photo for tomorrow.
1: All right, then. All right, see you guys later. Take care.
0: Take care.